First down, moving to his left. And now Walker fires downfield, looking for DJ Moore. Oh, oh my God! It's a diving catch for a Panthers touchdown! Wow! 62 yards! Carolina has tied the game! Oh my goodness! It shows flashes. Oh, there's the pick. And it came off a deflection. And it's Gardner Johnson. That ball was deflected by Edwards. T.J. Edwards, the man who caused it. Just about to be a touchdown until yeah. the incredible play by T.J. Edwards. This is a third and one for Indy. What is that? A swarm around it. Bodies flying towards the football. And the Eagles claim they've got it. Edwards comes out of the pile with it. You may have saved two points right there. Meanwhile, this is Travis Homer. Some tough running in the game of 11. Greenlaw finally takes him down. And is caught. And it is Homer. First down. And Homer somersaults his way for what should be a first down. Rodgers flips his hips, flips it downfield. Wide open. Tunyon. Touchdown. Packers. To the outside with room. And into the end zone. Touchdown. Broke away from Evans. So Deontay Foreman, in he goes. 12 yards, 83 on the night. And Tempo again with a man in his face. It is batted before it could get to Gronkowski. That was Edmonds, who's six foot five as a middle linebacker. Ball tapped around and picked off by Edmonds. It has been an extremely busy week for Bears general manager Ryan Poles as free agent began, and he was not shy about splashing around the cash. Good Sunday morning to you. I'm Jeff Meller along with Brian Hanley. And, Brian, it's actually easier to mention the players who did not make the highlight montage at the start of the season, uh, start of the show here. Nate Davis, of course, also added hard-to-find guard highlights. <laughs> Demarcus Walker of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, he had a uh, revelatory season last year, registering seven sacks. And I believe Andrew Billings, big run-stuffing tackle. Another man who's hard to find yeah. when it comes to highlights. But uh, you heard DJ Moore from PJ Walker to start things out. TJ Edwards, Travis Homer, Robert Tunyon, Deontay Foreman, Tremaine Edmonds. It has been a busy, busy week for Ryan Poles and... I think the question is fair to ask, has he done enough? The uh, PJ to DJ, is that the all initial Hall of Fame? Uh, PJ make that? I don't know. I, I mean, PJ to DJ, and then we went right into a TJ Edwards highlight. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, what word would you use for Ryan Poles? Disciplined? Um, I mean, he had a ton of money. Yes. He still has quite a bit of money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't. He got a lot of things accomplished, but he didn't go crazy, right? He wasn't like a like he was on shore leave and had a fistful of money. <laughs> yes. So I, I mean, I we'll talk to Josh Schrock, who yes. covers the Bears for NBC Sports Chicago. I don't know what I ex- expected exactly. I think it was pretty competent what he did. That's that's a that's a good word to say. Yeah, but I, he didn't he didn't overwhelm me. He didn't wow me. I mean. There are national outlets writing, boy, the Bears just, you know, they, what grade would you give them? I mean, I, it's, it's, it's a tough for me to get my head around exactly what he had such a to-do list. What mm-hmm. did he actually accomplish? No, it, it's a fair question. And if you'd like to uh, grade Ryan Pohl's offseason so far, 312-332-3776, as always, we're here for you every Sunday morning up until 11 o'clock when uh, Tyler Aki and Shane Norling will take over with some March Madness coverage for you. I'm I'm I'm, I'm on assignment in Columbus, by the way. So um, <laughs> you're a much younger uh, younger man than I. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't when you get together with your college buddies, mm-hmm. don't try to to act like you can drink like you did 30, 40 years ago. Oh boy. So that yeah, that, it, I I got here Friday for yeah. the Marquette game. Yes. You know, and and they unfortunately played at five fifteen tonight Eastern time. <laughs> it, it seems like I've been here for two weeks. <laughs> it really does, and and I just you know. It, and God bless everyone's picking Michigan State. So I mean, I'm nervous about this game, mm-hmm. but everyone loves Tom Izzo because it's it's March Madness. It's you know twenty. I think he's made twenty five consecutive tournaments. Sounds right. Yeah. So everyone's everyone's on Sparty. So I'm okay with that. But I'm still nervous. But 
Yeah, it's it's been uh, what you call a long weekend. Well, I mean, and it, it, it's been a chaotic weekend too. The oh. the tournament has if 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 your uh, if your Marquette squad can get through today, I mean, it's open for anybody. Oh. This one, I mean, this is crazy. I mean, unless of course you fall by the age old adage, you know, Alabama, the basketball school is just it's yeah. eventually going to be their tournament. But I digress. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's been fun to watch, and we're obviously here for that did as we well. Do a, did, did anyone do a wellness check on Danny Zetterman today? I have not uh, touched yeah, base with him he, since yeah. uh, the Jayhawks were eliminated. Because I heard him with Captain uh, Jay Hood on, uh, yeah. on for, when I was listening to the show while I was driving to Columbus, and he said he had money on Kansas to win the whole thing, and why wouldn't you accept that? And I was in the survivor pool. Yes. It was 50 bucks an entry, and you could only have two entries, which is you know good because it saved me money. <laughs> I had Purdue winning Ooh. one game in my bracket. Okay. I, I thought they were a fraud. I don't, the yeah. Big Ten didn't impress me. So I I used them on Friday because I didn't think oh, they were no. two games. Yeah, <laughs> they became. This, I, I used them on both entries. Two, oh boy! Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So, and, and we're talking. There's like a thousand people in this pool. Yes. And do the math. I think like twenty k goes to the winner. Uh huh. I'm. How, Thank how you, many, Matt Painter. Thank how, you very much. For, how many people for, are are remaining in said survivor pool? Half the Purdue white. 35, 40% of yeah, us. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Matt actually, Painter, you, you can send me 100 bucks. I'll, I'll give my address. I'm, I mean, uh, the, I'm the, sure the check will be in the mail, Brian. Who in the survivor pool can get the second number one seed in the history of the tournament? Yeah. Falling out. Me. That's Raise my hand right here. I'm well, honestly a little surprised that there's, you still have half left, roughly. I mean, that's. I, well, uh, yeah, exactly right. It's, uh, been a, it's been a mad. Well, well I, I, didn't look at, I mean, I didn't look after. You, you since stopped. I was yeah. out. Yeah, I, I, I'm not paying attention. I'm sure Kansas took out probably another 25 percent yesterday. Like, like every uh, every gambler, once you've lost, you don't give a damn what happens <laughs> in the pool. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I'm watching the games, but yeah, know, because I, I'm betting on Fanduel or whatever. Sure, you know, it's 25 bucks a game or whatever. Again, I've been here for two weeks, so <laughs> yes. So it's, I'm sitting in the lobby of the hotel with two of my buddies, just like. Uh, what time's the game? We got another 36 hours. Okay, what do we want to do now? Oh, let's have another drink. Okay, help. Hey, listen, it sounds like a fabulous way to spend a weekend. So uh, just, yeah. you just uh, got to, you know what? It's like every every team in March Madness, Bry. Just <laughs> just survive in advance to next weekend. If That's you can. it. That's, That's the plan, right? Yeah. yeah. Everything yeah. else, you know, who cares? Uh, there's I mean, no. Uh, Marquette had a guy who had one point at halftime. Cam Jones. Mm-hmm. He scored 18 consecutive points. Like no one else on the team scored in the second half against uh, um, uh, Vermont. Who he played Vermont on Friday. Mm-hmm. I mean. And that you know he's that type of player. I said at halftime, you know, well, he's got one point. He could score. You know, he could end up with twenty. I didn't know he's going to score eighteen. Everyone else is going to watch him. It's just it's it's the transfer portal. And I'm sure Tyler and Shay will, you know, they're the couch basketball experts, so they'll get in. The transfer portal has really changed. You know, all these 13, oh, yeah. 14, 15 seeds. Mm-hmm. It's not. I mean, it, it it's not outlandish anymore because teams can rebuild themselves in one year right i mean well and think about it too so it's changed uh from the the one and done which you know maybe 10 years ago or so ish maybe 15 at this point really changed the landscape of college basketball and it took you know some traditional powerhouse coaches like mike uh coach k in particular mike shashevsky at duke for so long to finally adapt to it right and now we're seeing you know three four five years in it really kind of resonate the transfer portal where you don't have teams have an opportunity to, you don't have the, the veteran laden teams no. who have the opportunity to gel and kind of sneak up on somebody. I mean, unless we're going to consider Princeton, right? Um, oh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is yes. Like, and the truth is every, every college coach needs to constantly be recruiting, even the players still on his team to ensure that they stay there because of the exactly. transfer portal. And, the, and, and, and you don't know how to recruit, high school kids now because what do you sell them no. because you don't know who's going to be in the portal right so you can't i mean you can tell them anything you want but if you're actually trying to be honest you, you can't say well i'm well first of all they, they never say well i'm going to be here for your entire four years or whatever they always tell you that in an hour later to take another job or pick mm-hmm. um but it's just changed everything right and, it has. and yes. did i see fairly dickinson did they don't have a player like Who's six two? I think their tallest guy's like six one. 
It, is, is height is height important in basketball, Brian? Uh, apparently not. Is, the, is that something you value, value as, as a, as a apparently, college hoops you know, observer? Zach and seven foot four and three midgets can stop him. I yeah. don't know. Um, yeah, no, it, it's 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 nuts, I, and I don't even know. You know, I, I mean, I'm sure most people had a Fairleigh Dickinson and a Florida Atlantic ready to go in the second round. Everybody oh, sure. was. Had I that actually one. had Flor- I had Florida Atlantic winning two games. Don't ask me why I did. Well, you know, listen, that's the, the traditional nine seed. That's not uh, yeah. so outlandish, but yes, uh, Fairleigh Dickinson certainly. Uh, Dealt a swift blow to most people in their brackets early on. Even for those who knew that Purdue were a fraud like you, still yeah. still felt the brunt of that upset. Ooh. So Ooh. it's anyway, been... Ryan Paul sign anyone while we're talking about uh, the not no he no t- signings as of yet. Although there was a an NFL trade that went down, the Houston Texans have sent Brandon Cooks their wide receiver, who actually I think the Bears. Oh, a huge debt of gratitude because he was critical in that comeback win against the Colts. Yes, that helped land the Bears the number one pick. So the Houston Texans send Brandon Cooks to the Dallas Cowboys for a couple of late round picks. I believe the fifth rounder was the headliner there. So um, another was he on Aaron Rodgers' shopping list? He was not. I'd love the fact that uh, okay. uh, My intention is to play for the Jets, and here's six guys you need to go get before we actually agree to anything, and then then, you have to work out a trade with the Pack. I mean, that's exhausting of itself. But you know, you need to go get Odell, and and here's you know Randall Cobb, and here's a bunch of guys you used to play with. Go get those guys, and then we'll we'll talk. Gonna run it back. Um, Yeah, we will talk about Aaron Rodgers and his. Interesting week as well. There's a mercurial superstar who demands the attention and sucks the life out of the media (laughs) news cycle whenever he speaks on Pat McAfee. But, of course, we'll give him a little bit of time because Bears fans are happy. I guess I'm getting premature here, which I always hate to do, Bri. But, I mean, it it really feels like Aaron Rodgers is not going to be the Packers quarterback. Now, it hasn't been done officially just yet, but it feels at this point damn near impossible where he could be the starting quarterback for the Packers next year. So we'll tackle that as well on this show. But, again, 312-3. Three two three seven seven six. If you'd like to check in and discuss where Ryan Poles is at right now in his free agency, I do want to like tackle this here and kind of discuss w- the players that he brought in, some of the omissions right now, the notable omissions that have not come in, and I think that's kind of where we're at because the free sure. agent moves that Ryan Poles has made so far, while they look pretty solid on paper, when you scale back. And look at the roster and the depth chart as a whole. There still are lots of holes. And I'd like to talk about that and continue to talk about Bears free agency. As Brian mentioned, we're going to have Josh Schrock join us at 930, right around 930 uh, from NBC Sports Chicago. He will talk about the free agency as well. And uh, maybe cross talk with Tyler and Shay a little bit later on. But plenty of plenty to talk about here. We're here for you. 312-332-3776. Miller and Hanley on ESPN 1000. ESPN Chicago on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. ESPN Chicago, where the pros go. Theo Epstein joins us now here on Kappa J Hood. The game's been changing a lot the last 20 years. Front offices and people like me were partly responsible. The pros trust us. Optimization's trying to put your team in a position to win a few more games. Worked in that regard, but they didn't work in terms of putting the most entertaining product out there. So can you. Younger fans that just want more action and less dead time. ESPN Chicago. I don't feel guilty about it because that was my job. Where the pros go. When you are betting and find yourself constantly thinking about gambling and you're losing more money than you have, are you really winning? If you're spending too much time with the slots or you can't stop betting on sports and you find yourself feeling overwhelmed, maybe lying, hiding your habit, and probably losing more money than you can afford to lose, you are not alone and you can get help. It's available 24-7 and it's confidential. When your betting has gotten out of hand, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Sponsored by the Illinois Department of Human Services and Gateway Foundation. Hi guys, it's Sylvie for Window Nation. Have you noticed your energy costs have been rising dramatically? Nationwide energy prices have increased over 14% since last year. It isn't too late to do something to fix your high energy bills. 
Beat the spring rush with the last month of off-season pricing at Window Nation. Get two free windows with every two you buy with zero down payment, zero monthly payments, and zero interest for 24 months. New windows will pay for themselves with savings on your energy bills, and you'll pay nothing for two full years, saving you hundreds of dollars. Go with a window company that has installed nearly two million windows, including mine, by installers with over a decade of experience using only the top-of-the-line installation materials. Call 866-90NATION and get two free windows with every two you buy with no limit. Plus, make no down payment and pay no interest for 24 months. This offer won't last long. Call Window Nation today. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and let them know that Sylvie sent ya. Don't let spring flooding ruin your basement. Menards has everything you need to keep your home dry. Zinzer Watertight LX Ultra is a multi-purpose waterproofing paint. It's designed for interior and exterior use and is guaranteed to protect against leaks and dampness for 20 years. Pick up a gallon today for only $32.89 after 11% rebate. Good through March 19th, savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh, yeah. Love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski, the dingarona, the ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. Meet Joe A, Joe B, hello, and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with AutoSafe. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect, support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. So I mentioned that Brandon Cooks has been dealt by the Houston Texans to the Dallas Cowboys. I just saw this note, Brian. Jeff Meller, Brian Hanley with you here on ESPN 1000 until 11 o'clock today. I saw now that Brandon Cooks has officially tied a record. He has been traded four times, which according to NFL research records, which dates back to 1980, that ties the record for most times an NFL player has been dealt. Do you have any idea who he tied, Bri? I know I'm putting you on the spot here. No idea. Eric Dickerson. So... Brandon Cooks wow. has tied the NFL record for most times traded, which is an and how interesting... How old is he? Brandon Cooks is 29 years old. He's got a shot uh, to break that record. I was going to say, he could move two, three more times before it's all said and done. Uh, and Cooks has oh, six seasons of over 1,000 yards. And he's often, you know, there's been plenty of times in the past where Brandon Cooks has been a wide receiver mentioned as somebody the Bears should be in the market for. Of course, they uh, filled that need with the trade for acquiring DJ Moore, Last Friday, we talked about that a lot last Sunday, but of course, DJ Moore was introduced along with some of those free agent signings that the Bears have added. Again, if you missed it this week or if you haven't been keeping completely up to speed, so they land Tremaine Edmonds, Nate Davis, Demarcus Walker. He is a edge rusher slash, you know, interior pass rusher. He can kind of move around, do both. TJ Edwards, another linebacker who will pair with Tremaine Edmonds. PJ Walker. He's the backup quarterback now. He played in Carolina quite a bit last year. He was DJ Moore's running mate in some ways. Travis Homer, who is a pass-catching back, special teams ace, if you will. Uh, Deontay Foreman, who is going to step in, and we haven't not uh, mentioned this, but Deontay Foreman will step in most likely to David Montgomery's role as the, uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to call him the primary running back because it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Khalil Herbert and Foreman are almost a straight split when it comes to carries, but sure. he'll get a lot of carries. Uh, and then, of course, Robert Tunyon, the big tight end acquisition who played up north for the last few years, grew up a Bears fan, local kid, Robert Tunyon, and then Andrew Billings, the run-stuffing defensive tackle who played last year for the Las Vegas Raiders. So 
quite a bit of action for the Bears. And then we also noted David Montgomery. He officially signs with the Detroit Lions um, earlier this how about, week. How about that contract? I mean, God bless David Montgomery and every, you know Ryan Poles. Loved the kid, loved his heart, loved his character. And mm-hmm. three years. I mean, eighteen. That's, yep. Yeah, three. It, that's probably about six million more than the market would have told. But you know, God bless him, he cashed. But I that 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 really surprised me that the Lions were willing to put that on the table for him. But you know, I, you, you know the most interesting thing about you're right. What really surprises me is. They have DeAndre Swift there. Now, I yeah. know they're not enamored with him because he's, he's really struggled with injuries and hasn't been available. And what's the old cliche in the NFL? The best yeah. ability is availability in the NFL. Yeah. And, you know, they haven't been able to count on, count on DeAndre Swift as an explosive runner. But was, what was interesting was Jamal Williams goes over 1,000 yards rushing. Now, he barely cracked it, but he did go over 1,000 yards rushing. He... he he broke the team record, which was held by Barry Sanders for touchdowns this past season, going for his, uh, 17 touchdowns. And anybody who watched Hard Knocks and anybody who followed the Detroit Lions even a little bit this past year probably learned that Jamal Williams really did seem like the heart and soul of that team. Yep. He was an emotional leader and somebody who everybody loved. And what was interesting was that they let Jamal Williams leave um, for less money, and they go out and, as you said, they, they acquire David Montgomery on a three-year deal, $18 million. And I have to believe, I you know, th- there's no way we'll ever know this, but I have to believe having played against him twice a year for the, you know, four years that he was here in Chicago, I think the Detroit Lions saw something that they clearly liked, and he, they, I, I'm a little surprised, though, that they do. They go spend a little more money on him and let Jamal Williams leave. Yeah, it, it, you know, but th- you called it last Sunday. You said, you know, when the, the quote-unquote legal tampering period was going to start, it, was just, it, w- it wasn't just going to be conversations. Like within a, a, the first hour, we were getting, you know, deals done. Here, you know, here's four years, how many million, three years, that, you know. Those things were done, like, in a heartbeat, and it didn't take long. I mean, that first day, a lot of stuff got accomplished. It's so ridiculous that they have switched. They have now... Ha- they now have this official legal legal tampering period, but we all know that there's illegal tampering happening oh. because there's no way we could have announcements of deals within you know 15 minutes of the legal tampering yeah. period opening, and then all of a sudden have deals come down the pipe. That's just it's not realistic, right? When you're talking about multi million dollar deals and all these free agent players out there, there's so much illegal tampering happening. It's just oh. it's it's it's, it's humorous to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I covered Stanley Cup finals where, you know, on the off day, you would see GMs sitting at, you know, in a restaurant, the hotel with, mm-hmm. with agents. You know, I mean, they weren't just saying, you know, how's the family mm-hmm. and what's the life and kids up. Of course, that stuff was getting done. Hammered you out. Know, yep. They don't get caught. Most, mostly it doesn't get caught. But, you know, yeah, now, now you know, within an hour, you're, you're spending $40 million, $50, $60 million on a guy. And you just, you wrap that up in five minutes. Sure, you did. Yeah. So, and the interesting thing is, as that day unfolded, so the Bears were actually the first team to make a signing. TJ Edwards, their deal with him, of course, he grew up a Bears fan. He spoke about that. They, they land him. He's the first deal officially announced by Adam Schefter on Twitter. And then after that, there was a waiting period where. It seemed like, okay, what's going to happen here? We're, let's go, Bears. Do something. There was a yeah. couple-hour period where it seemed like the Bears were missing out. And in particular, the rumors surrounding Mike McGlinchey. It sounded like, per Diana Rossini, the Bears were definitely very interested and in on Mike McGlinchey, the 49ers right tackle, who ended up landing in Denver for a deal for $87 million, an annual, an AAV of 17.5 per season. And it sounded like per Rossini that the Bears were really, they, they, they thought they had a chance on getting him. But at some point, I don't know if it was the location that uh, appealed to Mike McGlinchey or if the Denver Broncos were just able to go a little bit higher than the Bears were willing to go. But that's the one glaring omission right now that is not addressed by Ryan Poles of free agency right here. It's the tackle position, whether it's left tackle or right tackle. The Bears have not added a tackle. They did add Nate Davis, but I do wonder, are you handcuffing yourself with your first round pick here 
by not adding a tackle in free agency because right now you can't tell me you're going to go to war when the season starts with a right tackle situation up in the air with Larry Borum and Tevin Jenkins or, you know, and I would imagine if you're going to address it, you would want somebody who you think you can count on, which is why I think you're, you're looking at the ninth overall pick as a potential tackle for the bears. Yeah. I mean, Josh Schrock wrote that the, the bears were until the very end on the Glinchy and, you know, I don't think he wanted to go to Denver because Russell Wilson's there. I mean, he went there because uh, the term I heard this, I learned value buckets. We have value buckets now. <laughs> yes. I, I don't know what that is, but apparently Brian Pulse has a bunch of them up at Hallis Hall. So he's getting, he's disciplined. I mean, he, he, he talked about it when he met the media that, you know, we have valuations, we have expectations. We, you know, we think this is the right market for a guy. And once the market takes off and goes north on him, he, he moves on. So, you know, I mean, he, he sticks right or wrong. He sticks to their game plan, and we'll find out how that actually translates. And the crazy thing about free agency, and we as fans observe them, the, the, the news breaks on Twitter, and it's like, okay, here you go. The one thing that I think is hard to actually comprehend is the multitasking that's occurring, right? Like, a polls probably thought they had a pretty good shot of landing McGlinchey. Yep. And at some points, you know, you know, whether it's McGlinchey's agent or somebody says, hey, Denver's going to this number. What do you, what can you do for us? All while you're still trying to acquire Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards, right? And as that's sure. happening, Nate Davis, you're still trying to get those de- deals done. And then all of a sudden, the one you thought you had with McGlinchey is starting to. Now, you've got to make snap decisions while other free agents are demanding your attention as well. So I, it's one of those things where I think the Bears certainly thought they had an opportunity to land McGlinchey. But then it unfolds in a, a manner where, okay, well, they're not really willing to go to that number and it's going to be interesting because i i you know i like what he's done disciplined yes they he he's he's made a lot of deals that are front-loaded which gives the bears flexibility in three or four years from now where if for whatever reason they're not happy with nate davis or demarcus walker or tj edwards or even tremaine edmonds it's pretty easy to get out of those deals after two years and not be held up by what you've done in the past which is great right but at the same time, this team was so bereft of talent last year that you wonder, has enough been done when your roster was just, you know, it was, you know, the worst record in football, sure. you know? So ha- has enough been done in free agency where you can a- attack the draft knowing that you've got an, you may have an opportunity here, especially with the likely, you know, uh, departure of Aaron Rodgers where this, there's an opportunity this season, if things go right with Justin Fields, to maybe make some noise in the NFC North. Yeah, and a guy like Demarcus Walker, I mm-hmm. mean, it's it, he's kind of, you know, you look at his stats, 32 pressures, 7 sacks, 16 quarterback hits, and that that looks pretty good on, on a Bears defense that couldn't get to the quarterback. But you're right, I mean, I guess, we, did we get clarity on what he's going to do with that no, uh, number 9 overall pick? Because in the trenches, he still has... Either side of the ball, he's got a lot of work to do. It it feels like if they end up going with the tackle, that they, you know, and no matter what happens, whoever's drafted, we're always here that that's exactly the guy they wanted. I've never heard oh, a GM sure. yeah, go he to the podium. We can't believe we got him. Yeah, I, 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 the first, if the next time I hear a general manager, an NFL GM say that they didn't like what was on the board and they they just you know they kind they of settled. shifted around yeah. and yeah. you know ultimately he was he, the, the player they took was the best of the of what was remaining no 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 it's always we can't believe he fell to us at this spot we oh, had him yeah. much higher on our sure. bar we were all shocked we were you know we're jumping up and down in the war room because can yes. you imagine that guy was at number nine yeah when they're really thinking boy it was crap on a stick and that's what we ended up with so we know that Ryan Poles will sell us on draft nights that the Bears were always, they just, whoever they take, that's, that was always a guy who was much higher on their sure. draft board. But if they end up taking a tackle, I think it's fair to ask the question, did they box themselves in because, you know, and here's the other factor. It, it has to be in the trenches because if they're not going to take an offensive tackle, which again, whether it's Peter Skaronsky or Paris Johnson Jr., those two seem like the most likely tackles who would be taken at that spot by the Bears. No, it's shocking that, that Pat Fitzgerald really likes Skaronsky. <laughs> yes. 
And <laughs> that was also shocking. Yes, this yes. Week. At uh, Northwestern's pro day, uh, yeah. he would. Lo- his first thought was when the Bears traded the number one pick was that Peter Skaronsky to the Bears. That was the first thing that occurred That's to it. Pat Fitzgerald. He would look perfect. He's a Bears fan. And it, would, it would make, you know, that, and whenever, I, next time I hear a college coach say, my guy, you, you, yeah. you don't want to take this guy. No, no, he's bad. So, that, I mean, that's the question is with what the Bears have done in free agency, have they painted themselves into the corner where they essentially have to draft an offensive tackle with this first pick or or is defensive tackle still in play or I guess edge rusher defensive line help? It yeah. looks like it has to be in the trenches. We'll ask Josh Schrock of NBC Sports Chicago. He'll join us next. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. This is Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. So Ryan Poles, Bears GM, splashed around the cash to begin free agency earlier this week. But he did so... With a discipline to maintain flexibility going forward. That's been the mantra from Hallis Hall. And we're going to take a deeper dive now as Josh Schrock of NBC Sports Chicago joins us here on ESP 1000. Meller and Hanley with you till 11 o'clock today. And Bry live on assignment in Columbus as he covers yeah. his alma mater Marquette to see if they can advance against Michigan State today. Um, let's bring in Josh now. Hey, Josh, uh, thanks for joining us this morning. All right, so the Bears made, I guess I'll ask you this question because I'm looking it over right now at all the contract signings, and I'm thinking I'll call it three, but I guess I could be convinced that it's four. I think the Bears made three significant signings, and if you want to add DJ Moore in there as a fourth edition, I'll, uh, I'll allow it. That would make sense. So um, I'm curious as to your thoughts so far as to how Ryan Poles has addressed free agency here with all the uh, all the monies. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been kind of interesting the way that the Bears went about. It. I would say, I mean, Ryan Poles has told us from the beginning that it was going to be a long rebuild and that he wants to do it mainly through the draft. So I was kind of surprised that they haven't really addressed the defensive line and they chose to go so heavy on linebackers, but when you pull back the curtain and kind of look at how they evaluated what was kind of a weak free agent class, they really only saw two guys at the top that were worth the money, and that was Tremaine Edmonds, who they got, and Mike McGlinchey, who they did not get, who they were very involved with, and, you know, whether it was a little bit of money or he just wanted to play for the Broncos, they don't get him, but they, they kind of shore up that linebacker position, so the second level is good. Um, I, I really thought they would do more. Um, with the interior of the defensive line, I like Demarcus Walker. He's a nice player, inside-out versatility. Um, I mean, they, they've gotten better, but that's just because <laughs> last year's roster was so bad. Um, but overall, it's been it's been solid. And I mean, they have they still have money to spend, but they've got a lot of competent veterans. And then Tremaine Edmonds is, is a big signing, and I would include DJ Moore in that because they they had to get Justin um, at least at least one more weapon. I think they still need to get him one more. And Josh, you said you know in one of your pieces at NBC Sports Chicago, and also check out the Under Center podcast. It's great stuff. But they raised the floor, not necessarily reaching for the ceiling. So if this is the first step in a long process, mm-hmm. do you have any idea how long that timeline is? Yeah, I mean, I think the the thing that kind of muddles that timeline is is Justin, right? I think if Justin wasn't here, the timeline is probably a couple years, but it can't be because Justin's on year three of a rookie contract. And if he becomes the guy they want him to be, they're going to have to pay him coming up. Um, So I think this did raise the floor. I think if you're talking playoffs, I would say this year, the goal is to get like, be playing meaningful football in the end of November and probably not competing for a wildcard spot. And then 2024, they got to be competing for the playoffs. So you mentioned McGlinchey there. We all heard that it sounded like he was clearly a top target for the Bears, but he ends up going to Denver. Do you think it was just it reached a threshold where Ryan Poles was no longer willing to go to that number, his AAV of 17.5, 50 million guaranteed with the Denver Broncos? Do you think it was just a threshold he wasn't willing to go past? Or do you think the fact that maybe McGlinchey looked at Denver with Sean Payton as a little bit more ready to win? Yeah, I think it's a bit of both. I mean, I've I've heard that. I mean, the, the Bears were in that seventeen million dollar 
kind of range from McGlinchey. So I think part of it is is wanting to go to Denver. But I think also the five years was a lot. We talk a lot about flexibility, and you can obviously finagle these contracts so that five years is really two or three. But I do think the price probably just exceeded what the Bears wanted to pay for a right tackle, who's a really good player. He's a good scheme fit, but he's he's still kind of a he's a B player, right? They weren't going to go to 18 or 19 to, to get him away from the Broncos. So it, it, did we get any clarity of what Ryan Poles is going to do with the number nines, assuming he's going to sit with that pick? He's got to mm-hmm. do something in the trenches. I, I guess I'm assuming offense, even though you mentioned, and, and rightfully so, he didn't do enough defensively on the line. So uh, Jalen Carter, that, that question's still out there, obviously, with the week mm-hmm. he had. But uh, did yep. we get any clarity on, on what he's going to do with the, uh, with the first-round pick? Not a lot of clarity. I mean, Ryan said that, you know, when they evaluated this this draft class, and that includes the quarterbacks, they have seven players that they would take at number one. So they have seven what they call blue players. Um, so they moved down to nine, and he said they're pretty confident that they're going to get one of those seven uh, at nine. Um, they're going to host Jalen Carter for a visit, try to find out more about him. I, I mean, he'd be, it'd, be a, it'd be a great fit probably on the field. I just don't know with the character concerns, the questions about the love of football, um, you know, the racing, all that stuff. If the Bears can can use that pick on a guy who, who might not love football, if you preach the hits principle, that's kind of a tough sell. I think they'll probably – I feel like they're going to go left tackle at nine and then address the defensive line with their, with their two second-round picks and, and the third-round pick. Josh Schrock covers the Bears for NBC Sports Chicago, joining us here on ESPN 1000 on the Carax Tire and Auto Hotline here on ESPN 1000. Uh, Josh, so looking at, you know, the tackle market, McGlinchey was clearly their man, but the, you know, I'll play it real because it was so fast. He was asked, Ryan Pohl, specifically about Orlando Brown, for those who did not hear it, about the scheme maybe not being a match. Yeah, I'm not going to get into the specific player, but you know, the scheme match is a, is a big deal there. All right. So my question to you is, I get it, and I'm willing to trust Ryan Poles, I guess blindly, especially when it comes to a player like Orlando Brown because of his intimate, you know, inner knowledge of the Kansas City Chiefs organization. But at a certain point, too, it seemed like that price that Orlando Brown went for, it would have been – Scheme fit or not, he would have been a huge upgrade on the Bears' offensive line. Yeah, no, I mean, I 100% agree with you. I, I understand the idea of evaluating all the free agents based on your scheme. That makes sense. That's what every team should do. But at a certain point, Orlando Brown's market doesn't really, doesn't really, uh, you know, kind of come together the way he thinks. And the Bengals got him for, you know, what is essentially can be a two-year deal for $34 million. They can get out of it after the second year. I think with Justin needing to take a big leap as a passer this season, you know, is Orlando Brown this this nimble guy that can get out in space in the zone run scheme that great? Maybe not, but he gives them a huge a huge upgrade in pass protection. So it's a deal that I think at sixteen million a year, if I was Ryan Poles, I would have just I would have just spent like okay, the scheme fits not there, but this guy's going to help our quarterback be a lot better and that that has to be the goal in 2023 hey josh tell our listeners uh who haven't you know shame on them for not having seen your piece on nbc sports chicago but why did deontay deonta foreman catch your eye yeah deontay foreman um he's he's just the kind of back that that ryan poles and and maddie want. i mean dave montgomery they they talked a lot about how much they love him as a player and a person but the bears want burst and explosion runs and Deontay Foreman had a really, really good year uh, with the Carolina Panthers. He forced 34 missed tackles. He had 17 explosive runs. He had a big breakaway percentage, which is the number of yards you gain past 15 yards on a rush. So he's a really nice compliment to Khalil Herbert. I would just say with both of those backs, the pass protection isn't mm-hmm. tremendous. So that's something the Bears are really going to have to figure out because, um, you know, Justin just can't be taking as many hits as he did last year. No, it's interesting, too. And, in you know, you wonder if, uh, sure, Travis Homer was a nice uh, addition as a third down back. But also, are you going to be too, you know, obvious in what you're trying to do in the formations if every time Homer comes into the game, you know you're looking to pass. And as you mentioned, Foreman and Khalil Herbert, neither is really a uh, accomplished pass blocker. So it'll be an interesting way to see how the Bears' backfield plays out. Josh Schrock joining us here on ESPN 1000. 
I'm curious, you know, we mentioned defensive tackles and you said they didn't really love it. What about Draymond Jones? He seemed like somebody who, especially as, you know, the first day of free agency or legal tampering unfolded, as that went mm-hmm. late into the night, I thought I thought the number was going to come in much higher than it actually did. And when it did, I have to say I was surprised that the Bears weren't more in on him because I believe he got, what was it, 16, like three for 16, uh, 51 million total uh, with the Seattle Seahawks. He was somebody who surprised me that the Bears didn't end up with. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I mean, what I've been told leading into free agency was that Draymond Jones was going to get, you know, 17, 18, 19 a year. Uh, I thought the Cleveland Browns were going to be heavily involved in that. And I thought, okay, that might be too rich for the Bears. And I saw the Seahawks contract come in. It's like, well, three years, 51, which is essentially, I mean, 24 million in year one. It's pretty cheap after that, right? I think that's probably came down to scheme fit again. It's another guy where his market didn't clearly come together the way he thought. And if you're the Bears, I think that's, I think that's maybe more the value. You, you, they talk so much about value. Maybe that's the value you should start looking at. It's like, hey, this guy's a really good player. Maybe maybe a B scheme fit, not an A scheme fit. But if he's expecting X and comes in at Y, and he makes us a lot better, that's someone they probably should have gone for. I was I was really shocked that they weren't more involved and that he wasn't in that value bucket that Edmonds hmm. and McGlinchey were. There's that, Josh, there's that there's that word you talked about. Yeah, Brian. value bucket. Yeah, we all share value <laughs> buckets. I, 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 I'm learning something. You, know, you think you've heard it all. But uh, I and I thought on Friday I heard a caller call in uh, Captain Jay Hood, Josh, and really go off on Eberflus and basically said he's unimpressed. I, you know, three wins is three wins. I get it. You're around uh, this coaching staff and, and you're you're yep. observing. It's it's tough to judge given the you know lack of talent on the roster. But where do you stand? I mean, have you made any judgments on they? They seem competent, and certainly the the crew they're they're coming in after. You know, it's it's not tough to to best in Matt Nagy's group. But where do you stand on the coaching staff at this point? Uh, you know, I mean, if I was grading it, it'd be it'd be incomplete just because, like you said, the lack of talent. But I was really impressed last year with with how Eberflus was just able to get buy in from everyone and then keep that buy in. You know, they lose ten straight games in the season and. Other than that week eight, what week seventeen game against the Lions, where they got kind of run over, there was not really quit. Like they weren't, they weren't guys making business decisions. They they played really hard, and I think that I was impressed early on with the coaching staff. They they were pretty good at making halftime adjustments, and even Eberflus himself would be open about, you know, hey, I made a mistake. And, you know, half halftime of the Texans game, they have three timeouts. They they take a knee, and he says, okay, that I was a mistake. I messed that up. And then the next week. Uh, they do it differently, right? They try to go get points at the end of half against the Giants. So um, he's learning. Um, I think we're going to find out way more about him this year because uh, this team's just going to be better because they're going to have a lot more competent football players. Josh, I uh, guess we saved the biggest splash for last here. Tremaine Edmonds, he's the player that the Bears add. They spend the most on him, and he clearly is going to be compared often to Roquan Smith because mm-hmm. he comes in for you know a less uh, a lesser number than what Roquan yep. got from Baltimore. But you know everybody's saying that Tremaine Edmonds, his length, and that's something that I expect Matt Eberflus to get more out of. Are you, how how do you look at the Tremaine Edmonds signing? Yeah, yeah, I think he's a good player. He's only twenty four, so he's still really young. I was kind of shocked at the the number they gave him just because they talked so much about ball production, interceptions, taking the ball away. That's why Roquan wasn't a fit at the will linebacker. And Tremaine Edmonds has not taken the ball away in his career. He only has five interceptions, two forced fumbles, and six and a half sacks in five seasons. Uh, so they're really banking on the fact that, that this scheme and that Matty Refuse can can get him to do that. Um, he's, he's a very athletic linebacker. He's a tackling machine. I mean, the good part is him and TJ Edwards don't, don't miss tackles. Bears linebackers were terrible at tackling last year. They missed like 12% of their tackles. Tremaine Edmonds only missed seven tackles all of last year, so that's good. And he's getting better in coverage, so it's going to be on Matty Refluce to, to make sure that contract doesn't flop, because clearly that's the guy he was pounding the table for. Great stuff, Josh. Yeah. As, as always, man, we appreciate it. Thanks for hopping on this, uh, this morning. You got it, guys. Anytime. Josh Schrock of NBC Sports Chicago joining us on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline here on ESPN 1000. Jeff Miller, Brian Hanley with you till 11 o'clock. You know what? We haven't played much polls. I'd like to, uh, before we uh, shift our conversation to some other things for the rest of the show here, Brian, I'd like to play a little bit of polls for the folks who may have missed it in the introductory press conference with a lot of these free agents and DJ Moore as well. We'll do some of that next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. 
This is Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. you on Sunday morning here till 11 o'clock Tyler Aki, Shay Norling with with trying to remember the official title basketball hoops you basketball you yeah um coming your way at 11 o'clock see if we can sneak in some tourney talk with them before they get started a little bit of cross talk with them around 10 45 so we have your brackets covered as well but uh we are your home of the Chicago Bears, and so we're talking plenty of Bears. It's been a very eventful week, and Ryan Poles met the media as he introduced not just DJ Moore, but plenty of other new additions, including Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards. Again, they were very busy, but never, ever confuse activity with accomplishment, right, Brian? That's the key here. That's the that's one. Your uh, goal. That's yeah, the, that's, yeah, that's definitely the one thing to take away. So interesting. Ryan Poles talked about, first and foremost, on DJ Moore, the big trade acquisition who was involved in the deal with the first overall pick where the Bears received the ninth back, a first rounder, and DJ Moore, and two, also two second rounders. Poles talked about DJ Moore and what he brings to this organization. Yeah, just a receiver that can create separation and make big plays. You know, I think this league needs, you know, this league shows you, um, you know, good teams have guys that make big plays in big moments. That That's finishing a game off in the fourth quarter or if that's getting things kicked off in the beginning. Uh, DJ has those traits, um, and we're excited to have him. A little more from polls on more and picks. To add capital this year in the draft as, as well as the future and set ourselves up with two ones and 24, um, I couldn't be happier about that. But then when you add a player like DJ Moore, who can help us right now get better, continue to add weapons on our team, um, I, I was over the moon about that. Uh, and not only getting a great player, but when you get to know DJ here in a few minutes, you understand he's a really good person. He fits our culture and what we're trying to do and keeps that room and our team and our locker room in a really good place. Nothing really stands out from what Paul said there. I think it's, you know, he stated a lot of the obvious, what we expected and have talked about to this point. Yeah, and and when, uh, you know, even signing Tanyan from the Packers, mm-hmm. right? You know, obviously he, he knows Luke Getze, and, and more importantly, Getze knows him. But um, as Josh Rock wrote, he only had two drops over five seasons, according to Pro Football Reference. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I know they have to pay Cole Komet. I still can't believe the numbers they're talking about when I hear Cole Komet's name. Yeah. But that's the league, I guess. Um, and, and it's not because I don't like Cole Komet, but they haven't exactly, or the, the previous regime certainly didn't know how to use him or did, chose not to use him. So, I still don't know. I'm good a player he is, but I couldn't have named you the backup tight end at that, you know, before. So Tanya's got to be an upgrade, right? I I think he upgraded a, a lot of positions with what he did in free agency, but that list was so long, he didn't wow me with any of the moves he, he made this past week. Yeah, no, I think that's the, the takeaway is there was really no wow, and the Bears yeah. had an opportunity to do so if they wanted to. They had the money in their pocket to make that play, and again, though, Ryan Poles is showing discipline. And when, when the number went beyond where he wanted to go, he wasn't going to go and overpay for free agency. And I'll commend him for that because oftentimes, sure. you know, all these players we're talking about, the, the one thing I think he's left himself room here is an opportunity to really get value because he did sign so many players to short-term deals that very few, he, it's, he's unlikely to regret, you know, any of these in any big way. And ultimately, you may have an opportunity to really extract some value. So uh, I'm encouraged by his process so far. And again, I'll, I'll back to the, the David Montgomery point, right? Not overspending on a position that is very fungible in this league. I think that bodes well for Bears fans to know that you have a guy who I think understands the modern NFL and how to attack it. Let's try Greg. Greg Greg's on ESPN 1000. Greg, what's going on this morning? Not much. I'm just wondering about the possibility of uh, Poles trading the number nine pick for some team's 
lineman with an expiring contract in the first round pick or second or high second round pick next year and filling the line that way as opposed to being boxed in mm-hmm. uh, to have to take a tackle or something. They can get a player who maybe is a rental player, but if they find out, hey, we do want this guy and we're going to extend him then. So it's a, it's a smart point, Greg, uh, what he brings up there, the opportunity to maybe trade for a guy who's already on a deal. That's another opportunity that the cap room gives you, right, Brian? And I know Brenton Buckner is somebody who has been you know rumored quite a bit as a possibility. Now, I don't think the Bears would be giving up the ninth overall pick in any deal that involves someone like Buckner, but maybe just maybe you have this cap room and you can go ahead and I think trading for another veteran player is still a possibility. um, Although I don't think the ninth overall pick would be involved in a deal like that. No, I I think he's going to utilize and, and people say, well, you know, I think he's even said we can move up, we can move down. And certainly, yeah, those are possibilities, obviously, but in the NFL, until just a few years ago, trades weren't, I mean, you didn't see big trades, right? Uh, Roquan Smith wouldn't get moved like he got moved by the Bears last season. It, it, it was, the, the league just didn't operate that way, right? It just it didn't. So anything's possible right now. I think he's going to use the number nine overall pick. I, I really do. Because a guy comes in on a rookie contract, it gives them that much more flexibility. And you can sit there for three years if you believe you know that you've scouted them correctly and graded them out correctly um you know it's a bargain i mean and it's an asset and it, it keeps that free agent money available to go get uh you know next off season to utilize the the free agent uh, money in the, in the market so i think he's going to utilize the pick but yeah trades are much more common now uh, because they were non-existent about five years ago yeah and as you mentioned you know he uh polls has laid out too He's dropped hints plenty of times about having seven blue chip players that he's sure. interested in with the quarterback sprinkled in. It seems like a very good possibility he could get one of those seven blue players he's talked about at that nine spot. So I think he'd kind of have to be blown away yet again if he ends up dealing that ninth overall pick. And forgive me, I know I said Brenson Buckner. I'm getting my Buckner defensive tackles confused. That's former Brenson, uh, former defensive tackle Brenson Buckner. Um, I meant DeForest Buckner of the Colts. So I would have um, said Bill Buckner, so you're way ahead of me. At least I was in the right sport there. Thank you for picking me up there, Bri. All <laughs> in right, the right uh, era, yeah. 312-332-3776 if you'd like to talk some football with us. We also have some uh, WBC I'd like to chat about. Huge blow for the Bulls when we kind of saw coming. That is uh, coming your way in the 10 o'clock hour. And, of course, uh, we'll uh, talk some tourney as well. Plenty to do here on ESP 1000 back in two short minutes.